Hello, welcome back to another going Columbus Theater. And, what? uh, uh, it's just, I'm so exhausted, Murray. Griff, if I, uh, I think it was, what was there, a Bloodsport episode where I just joked, like, are we entering Mad Max territory? I think we're now in Mad Max territory. Now. Yeah, we're getting I mean, there. We've got cops killing people, we got riots and looting in the streets, we got a fucking. Baby bitch president, we got... Oh, and by the way, we also have a fucking virus that's killed over 100,000 people. But since we can only... That's, in America, we can only concentrate on one problem at a time. That's old news. That's Yeah, no. it's, it's done. It doesn't, it doesn't exist anymore. We're out of sight, out of mind. We're 100% focused on Antifa right now because... They're danger. We know there's like five good protesters out there, and then there's a million Antifa members out there. So I'm glad we finally identify them as terrorists. Well, like... I got my take on it. I'm sure you got yours. Nobody cares Nobody about care. our takes. We're, this make us laugh podcast, people. Hmm. But one guy whose take I really think is needed right now is the star of today's movie. I absolutely want Neil's take on this. Um, if anyone can unite us in this moment, it's Neil Breen. It really would be. I have to imagine he's working on a movie. There's so much happening right now, and he's probably working on a movie. It's probably got nothing to do with anything happening right now. Well, or maybe it has everything to do with exactly. Right He's very cerebral. I mean, we're getting. Of course, this is week two of. He our... comments on a lot of the shit that's going on right now. This movie came out in like thirteen something like that. Yeah, it was thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, I mean, but it, what a fucking way to go into week two of our of vanity month. Genius month. Our, yeah, which is which makes genius. thorough sense because this guy's such a genius. I don't think I understand Neil Brain. Yeah. And his movies are such a slog, we'll never rewatch them again because fuck. Yeah, this is probably our first and last step into the world of Neil Breen. Just because there's just, it's, it's, first of all, it's like it's too much for our heads to take. Yes. We can't take this in. And there's really not a lot of action going on. Well, I mean, I wasn't expecting like our usual fare. Yeah. But I was expecting something to happen. Right. From what I've heard, because I this is the first time I've ever watched it. He's been on our radar for a few years. But this is the first time I ever watched one, and I was uh, a little underwhelmed. I got to me, Neil Breen is Tommy Wiseau meets David Lynch meets Quentin Tarantino because he loves to show people's feet. Loves feet. A lot of different shots of feet. A lot of different interesting. Well, there's sets. a shot I'm gonna get. Or we're gonna get into later, which we probably won't get into because we never get anything we, we say we're gonna get into. Yes, of course. But I got questions. I got a lot of questions about this one shot that involves feet. Every every time we do these uh these misunderstood geniuses, they always leave us with questions, and you know we definitely love exploring our questions. So uh, I think that's a good segue into the fact look, Neil is trying to comment on so many different things in this movie. We got uh, drug use in there. Don't use them. He well, doesn't need them. Yeah, it's like, stop clouding your mind. Stop dealing with reality. You're not going to fix your problems if you're in a drug cloud. I mean, he introduces no. He introduces characters who serve no other purpose than their life is miserable and they use drugs. Right. They're just, or alcohol. They're just trapped in this suburban hell, kind of like uh, from that Chips episode where the cop was like saying, Oh, really? Oh, yeah, is, yeah. You think the ghetto's bad? How about the suburban hell that these kids come from? Oh, man. It really spoke to me. What was that guy's name? Large. Officer Grossman. Grossman. That's right. Proper name. 
Uh, we also get the commentary on government and corporation greed and, uh, you know, corruption, conspiracy, corruption. A lot of QAnon type shit. A lot, uh, like a lot I, of pizza shops with child uh, sex things going yeah. on. Lizard people. We got it all. Maybe that's the commentary he's trying to make with uh, the the hot daughter. Probably. With some kind or of. Or I think it's just because he's really vain and he wants all the hot chicks yeah. to want to fuck him. And this uh, He was like. 50 when he made this movie <laughs> he looks like he's 70 or so yeah well he looks to me he looks like if, if leonard nimoy as spock yes and gary shandling had a child <laughs> it would look like neil brain and you, he actually acts like uh leonard nimoy as spock because spock's playing a character with no emotion yeah and he plays no emotion in, in his... <laughs> the one picture i sent here that's exactly what I, I was like oh fuck he's got a spock thing going on he's even right. got like the stubby little eyebrows <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Such a weird looking guy. But he is all of fifty during this movie. Looks like he's eighty or ninety. I, I mean I gotta say, I, I I'm not like I said, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not a convert to his movies. But I respect the hell out of this guy because he's just he's an architect. I actually scanned over his IMDB. He's an architect by day. Oh, okay. Also real estate agent. So he's successful because he made a lot of money doing it. Yeah. And he's just like much the the, the theme of this month, he's like, I have a vision. And I'm not going to go to Hollywood and have them corrupt my vision. And we're going to have fucking faithful finds, uh, like, 12-sided die Happy Meals. Oh, He's yeah. just like, I'm going to do what I want to do and put it. And I, I respect the hell out of that. But, yeah. I mean, that's why we were doing this month. Right. It's just these people came to, you know, said, I'm going to get up there. I'm going to write my movie. Get a star in it. And, of course, I'm going to direct it. And edit it. And edit it. Edit oh, it. boy. Probably should have had someone help him with that. <laughs> yes, you should have. You could have chopped off 20 minutes off this movie. So we also have paranormal activities happening in this Very movie. Very Lynchian kind of paranormal yep. shit going on. It, exactly in the same way that Return of Twin Peaks did it, where David didn't like go overboard with graphic, you know, graphics or anything. They were just kind of like, people disappear randomly. Just shot to shot. They're there. They're not there. You know, Star Trek right. did better special effects. And uh, he did it for a reason, and I think maybe that's what uh, that's what Neil did here. Did oh yeah, I think everything. I mean, it, we're not smart enough to understand yet what, but I think everything in this movie is there for a reason. Even yeah. though these scenes were like, what was the point of that scene? Neil knows. Neil knows. And if you, uh, <laughs> I was gonna let you finish there, and yeah. no, our brains are fried from trying to grasp. All right. the straws. We that... think you're, so. I just want to say you're just gonna get our interpretation because there's probably a myriad interpretations of this movie, but you're gonna get ours because we hmm. don't we understand as well as you guys probably will. Uh, yeah. We're geniuses, and we but don't this understand. Is, this is not an action movie, though. No, so we're a little out of our wheelhouse. This is an inaction. Movie. Exactly. I mean, it... well, there's a lot of book and laptop abuse in this there, movie. <laughs> there is. There so, is. There's a lot of action there uh, and a lot of swirling of coffee. Uh, oh yeah. And a lot of a lot of cuts to him just at his desk and someone staring at him while he works. And him just pawing at the key, like slapping chug, his hands. Why doesn't he ever turn a monitor on, by the way? <laughs> He's always got four laptops set up with nothing on them. Because of oh. props, that's why. So, because he abuses them so much. Uh, amongst the other commentaries he makes in this movie, we have uh, mental health and, of course, self-realization. Who are right. you? Right. I love it. He really he. He's I bet he meditates. Off. I think he does too. Transcendental meditation. Yes, definitely. Yeah, he probably got David Lynch into it. He probably 
You're probably best friends for all we know. I think so. He probably I, did you look did you ever look at the credits for the last Twin Peaks? Maybe he was consulting on it. I, I've been you know, I've been rewatching the return and I, I've I've been looking over all the names. I haven't seen Neil come up. I think he uses a different name. Probably. Like Stephen King but with, did, an with N a and couple a B, books. Because we've learned that that's a thing. Businesses have an N and a fake businesses and they let us know at the end disclaimer. Fake businesses using this movie have an N and a B in their name. Huh. Never noticed that. Yeah. Interesting. Well, because you probably couldn't wait to turn this thing off, but it happened like right at the end. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, I could not wait to turn this off. When this, <laughs> I watched it the second time last night to do the notes. I did it in fast forward because I was like, let's just get this done with. <laughs> can't stand this guy. No, I, can't I, stand I this got movie. into it. I mean, I, I didn't enjoy it, but I. Edge of I, your I, seat? I, I, no, no, I would. No. You can't, you, <laughs> Neil Breen's never. I wouldn't put Neil Breen to edge of your seat. In any sense, I'd imagine for this movie you actually want to be very relaxed because yes. there's so. Well, much... I was I was popping pills. I yeah, mean, I, there's yeah. so much dense information just being cracked over your right. open frying so much pan truth. Brain. He doesn't even tell you what the truth is. Oh my god! He just tells you he has it. You think there's a there's got to be a trailer for this? What is this trailer? I don't even know if he has a trailer. I don't know. I mean, what does a trailer for this movie look like? Because it's probably know. sums up the story better than what he did in an hour and forty. I, I don't know. Well, right. I don't know. Why don't we let the let the yeah. listeners hear what this trailer that we think exists yeah, sounds I think, like? You know, there wasn't a trailer last week for Hollywood Cop. There wasn't. No, oh, there was something. There was like I think for like a DVD release or something. Uh, like that. I, I don't remember know. seeing something it was like a minute long. Yeah, that was very poor. It was basically someone just took cuts of random scenes in the movie. And then near the end, they kind of splice in some music. Oh, okay. They don't ever say the name of the movie. Oh, okay. So I actually had to go in there and say, Hollywood Cop. By the way, people, just because we covered Hollywood Cop doesn't mean we condone police violence. So you can listen to that episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're not, no one's going to think less of you. Oh. But they might think less of you after you listen to this trailer for Neil Breen's fateful findings. Findings. <laughs> I was given paranormal powers as a child. I've hacked into just about all the information I need. They have no idea. No more books! You were given a power. Others want to take this from me. He's writing about government secrets. I knew I loved you when I was eight years old. All this time, I haven't been working on my next book. I've hacked into the most secret government and corporate secrets. I'm using it to make a real difference. And I'm going to expose them all. Should I be afraid? Should we be afraid? I'm not ready for this. I want to be honest with all of you. I've been hacking into government and corporate systems all over the country. You're going to get yourself killed. But you should be scared because it is the truth. 
act now on your own outside of the corporate systems and these incompetent politicians. We're gonna get out of here, but you can't see what's about to happen. Whatever the fuck happened in that trailer, I hope it was good because, yep, we're going to undo everything you just learned and give you the real truths, facts behind When the, we're done with this, genius. you're going to know all the truths in the world. There is actually a doctorate degree out there on Neil Breen. That's a true course you can take, and we're going to get you prepared for it. Yeah, here's, here's your cliff notes. Yeah, so version. you can go ahead, enroll, take the test, and get a Ph.D. And You don't have to tell people what the Ph.D. is <laughs> in. All you gotta say is I got a PhD, and people will believe anything you yeah, say. Yeah, I'm I'm a doctorate of brain brainology. That's what it's called. Brainiacs. Brainiacs. <laughs> That's what his fans are called. So to oh, get your brain ready for this beautiful omelet of a movie, uh, they open up. We're in a storage. Very warehouse. ominous. Yes, storage facility for some reason. Yeah, we're looking we're at all. We're panning down uh, this hallway. Just just walking right down up. And in the for the background, you see this gigantic like dictionary painted gold yeah and there's gold sprinkles falling on it very very classy very classy <laughs> very classy very artistic scenes. and, and the right the right from jump you're like what is going on you're intrigued and he, you're he also, knows how to pull you in yeah and you're thinking maybe this is going to be a pretty artistic movie <laughs> this is about where it ends and then yeah, it starts then turning it gets, into tim and eric artistic. yeah <laughs> so we we start out these two kids frolicking in the forest. Beautiful woods. Look like Montana or something. No, it's, it's Vegas. He films all his movies. He's from Vegas, and he films all his movies oh, in okay. that, the desert. Okay. Yeah, very I, I did a, br- a brief uh, scan of his IMDb. So, okay. <laughs> so you're well-versed. You're, well-versed. You're... There, there's not a lot of info on him. I mean, I'm sure if you really dove deep, you could. I mean, Much we're... like what he does in this movie, he dives deep. We're both brainiacs already. We have right. our PhDs, so of course we, we know do. him. So, yeah, the boy and a girl, and they're like, la, 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 frolicking, and they come to a giant tree. Look, check this out. Yeah, but did we point out that you would think <sighs> the law of averages, if you just put 10 random people off the street, at least one of them could believably act like. It just read lines like a human. Right. <laughs> no, they're all robotic. I got to believe, maybe Breen, that's his thing, because he's a director. He's like, no, too much emotion. Maybe he's trying to tell us this world is devoid of emotion. Maybe all their lives are devoid of emotion. Maybe because this, we're in our drug haze. Maybe the drug haze, and then I think the other thing is that smoke that goes because by, I think people that's are, spirit. I think people were method acting the drug use because they were like, that's some fucking major downers. All those Tums? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so these kids they find this tree and then they notice this giant. They think it's a Smurf house. It's this, yeah. this giant mushroom. Oh, uh, another great graphic. You know, uh, uh, what, I thought special it was a loaf of sourdough. It but... looked like a loaf of sourdough, <laughs> and no. the beautiful special effect, the mushroom. The oh, kids... I think I think I uh, Industrial Light and Magic did the CG. For you think? This. That? Oh. I think so. I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> so they're they're holding their hands up to the mushroom in amazement as it slowly. <laughs> Transmogrifies into wow. a little chest, yes, a little treasure chest, like you find at the bottom of a fish tank. Yeah, very nice, very and, classy. And also, not only that, some little like Indian bead bobble shit just what? appears next yeah. to it. Yeah, next to it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so Leah goes, mm, grabs those beads. She goes for the beads. Well, yeah. Uh, fucking Dylan was like, "No, get the fuck away <laughs> from this. This is mine. I get the big treasure." So he opens up and finds a nice, beautiful 
black reflective D20. And he's like, I'm going to pwn so many noobs. Got to roll that. Explain for the uninitiated what a D20 is. Oh, uh, that's Dungeons and Dragons. It's the it's a twenty sided die. And that's that's fourteen side more than a normal die. Exact. Good call. That's fourteen a, that's, times more powerful. That's so much math you just pulled out there. Yes. So he's like, I'm going to roll a nat twenty on everyone's ass when I get home. And she's like, Well, that's cool, but look at these little gems. Uh, so they take out the D20 and. Leah comes up with a brilliant idea. She probably saw Indiana Jones recently where she was like, we need to put something of the same weight in there. Right. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, maybe I think this is where we start getting into the brain thing. I think this is his thing about conservation. Like you give like what you it. get. I like it. So I, I think what they do is they do a blood sacrifice. No, they just stuff some no. grass in there. Yeah, they just, just rocks. Yeah. Well, some, I think they, didn't they put some more of those little bobbles? The in? more, yeah. The so basically the what they gave the the chest back what it gave them yeah i don't know but she takes them she's like this will make a great like friendship bracelet so she, bracelet, takes, she gets yeah. the bracelet he gets the badass fucking D die oh yeah okay so as we slowly watch them leave we see an ominous smoke go across the screen it's right. just like one little wispy fart of a, a of a gas and then a weird like david lynch sound like <laughs> <"Wah!"> <laughs> anguished cry of a whale or some shit <laughs> And we're like, okay. Oh, right. of course, Murray. She writes down in her journal. Oh, right. It's a magical day. Right. Oh. Her journal, which is just a little notepad. It's a little notepad. And she writes, and he goes, and it is a magical day. It is, and they just keep repeating it to each other and giggling like little kids that they are. It is a magical day. Ah, oh, but that that smoke kind of scared me. That that fucking lynch smoke. So uh, we just. Cut to them back, uh, apparently, in their little suburb hometown. And Leah's family's packing up the Jeep. Time to time to head out. They're moving. Yeah. But know. where's Dylan? Where is Dylan? Well, he just comes running out. He's just like, <laughs> Leah! 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 How did they get the kid actor to act like Neil? That That's <laughs> real interesting. And then she's like, bye, bye, Dylan. Oh, she's got the bracelet on. She already has it made. And then they do this weird Nazi salute wave. It was like, everything's so stiff and awkward about this movie. Every single thing. And we're like, oh, I guess they'll never see it. And, and then we see what we get a voiceover from Neil Brain, which is, I guess, is in through all, all of his movies, he does voiceover. Oh, I and imagine, like, yeah. And we never saw each other again. You know, even back then in the, the 50s or whenever Neil Brain was a small child, they did have, like, mail and shit. You could have uh, telephones. You yeah. could keep in contact. We were the very best of friends. We did not exchange addresses, phone numbers. We did not write letters. We didn't even know each other's last name. We, They didn't. Oh, my God. That was, that's. But anyways, they foreshadow a little bit here. So we just, yeah, we just cut 70 years later. Neil Breen is an adult now. Ugh. He's a successful businessman. He's got a nice suit. He's got the fucking flip phone. He's got some kind of this. Maybe he's got COVID because he looks <laughs> sick as all hell. <laughs> Man needs help. And like any guy who's just like a wheeler dealer, he's on the phone. Yeah. He's talking to his wife, Emily, his Russian mail order bride. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure she's a spy because she's got a Russian accent. Okay. You know... There's a conspiracy going around that there's uh, Melania's that stand in for her at various places. Yeah. She's one of them. That makes perfect I, sense. I, after I watched this with you last week, I went in and started looking up pictures of Melania in public. 
There's, she was the one that had the, the jackets that asked me if I care. That was her. I, I'm so glad you noticed. I could tell because yeah. of the shoulder width. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, when are you going to come <laughs> home? I'm looking for moose and squirrel. <laughs> and he's like, he's just so into it. He just doesn't pay attention. The crosswalk says don't walk. But yeah. Here's the thing. They do one shot, a Tarantino shot, where there's all these people and he joins them. And you see all their feet. You get you get an idea of what everyone uh, is like. You can judge a man by his shoes. Exactly. That's I didn't what see I one with. fresh white Reebok at all. Yes. So you knew this was some high highfalutin class. <laughs> all right. So then he walks across the street at the wrong time, like you said. All, right. all those people disappeared. They're just gone now. And of course, a Rolls Royce is coming <laughs> by and just right. fucking clocks them. They're in right. like a business park or whatever, you know, where there's just <laughs> buildings everywhere. So right. it's like the max you should be able to go is like 10 or 15, but when you, and, you drive Rolls Royce, you drive however the fuck fast you want to drive. I think that's I, I believe that's the rule. It's and like so you he get gets, a special license. He too. gets not some more nice fucking CGI. He gets fucking splattered by this oh, Rolls yeah. Royce. We see the nice artistic blood dribble down the front grill of the Rolls. Yeah. And then we see a door in the back open up, and we see these nice, uh, very long legs and a teeny, teeny, she's tiny. Got legs. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> were. <laughs> we assume this was like a porn star, like it get, is, going yeah. to a date with it a rich guy. And don't worry, guys. This person plays no part. Well, we're assuming, like, okay, this is going to be something. No, this no. I'm assuming from what I know from later, this was an assassination attempt on yeah. Neil. But that, right now, we're just, we don't know what's going on. No idea. So, shoes get out, and they walk over, and they're standing with the audience, uh, you know, the crowd that has formed around Neil. A minute ago, again, they were there. Then they disappeared. Now they're back. And they're just like, hey, this guy doesn't look like he's alive. Well, they, you notice they all repeated their line twice. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it. It was... The role, the Australian guy. <laughs> there was the role of Royce. <laughs> I can't do it. I, can't. I saw it. No shit, you saw it. Still didn't leave, you yeah. fuckhead. It's still yeah, there. They're, they're like talking the about it. The woman's like they... standing next to you. Yeah. And she's even like reaching down and like right. trying to touch Neil's shit. And Neil is like got his well, hand she, on it. She wants to get the hold of the fucking magic. D20. D20 man. She knows about the power. Who are you? She's got to be working with shoes. Apparently, she's nobody because we never see her again. Yeah. But she wants it. But no, his fist is clenched for dear life on that fucking die. Oh, my God. And then she's like, curses. Like, she can't just open his fucking hand. So she takes off. The scene just abruptly <laughs> ends. Yeah. It's just why. Um, so he gets rushed over to the hospital. And again, we do in our scene cutaway, we have that white smoke. So <laughs> ominous. Isn't that what they did in Lost? Didn't they have a smoke yeah, monster? Yes, so they had in smoke Lost? monster in Lost. I think this, this. Well, actually, Lost came first. I can't say this influence got influenced by Lost. So we know he has a wife. We know that he's abandoned. Not abandoned. His old friend Leah. And uh, now we got to be introduced to more characters who are in love with. Uh, I just want to call him Neil his and then Dylan, friend. and I was going to call him Nillin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, we get introduced to the best friend, Jim. He's, who has the douchiest goatee I've ever seen in my life. And he acts about as well as everybody else in this movie, so and he's, he's and right on par. on top of it. Yeah, he is. What are we talking about? <laughs> he's supposed to be like this buff uh, car enthusiast. He's got, oh, right, I just got to explain it. His, his fucking goatee infuriated me. <laughs> because he had one. He's a white guy, first of all. And he had that fucking tiny Skinny-ass mustache Very, right yeah. up on the lip. It's so much so that you had to pause to see that because <laughs> I didn't notice it. 
I didn't yeah. notice it. We thought he just had one of those goatees without a mustache. Yeah. No, it's a super skinny douche stash. Oh, I hate it. And he's like, oh, you know, oh, what? So he, you know, he's rushing off to the hospital. His best friend is in the ICU. Yep. And uh, we get Dylan. Oh, God damn it. Jim. I well, hate we also Albany. got a very slow, this, this, much like everything in this movie, that makes no sense and we don't really need to talk about it, but I'm talking about it anyway. The slow, awkward way they're putting the oxygen mask on him and they put him on the gurney. Oh, my First God. of all, if you've been hit by a car, I think they put you in a neck brace. They'd be worried about that. He's just like flailing around Neil's yeah. head <laughs> and trying to get this oxygen mask on. Uh, I love it. I love but yeah, it. So then, he's in, so then we see cut to the ICU. Uh-huh. And he's nice, <laughs> nice carpeted room. Nice carpeted, wall to wall carpeting. You know you're in a classy fucking hospital, wall to wall carpeting. Uh, and he's got—I don't even know how to describe the bandaging on his face. <laughs> it's Elephant Man. It, it is. It's it, Elephant there's Man. Definitely, he definitely is a fan of David Lynch. He has to be. It's either that. Or I also got the vibe off. Uh, this is a very obscure reference, but the aliens in the movie Alien, not the monsters, but the very first movie where there's those. Like monsters that got like attacked by the alien, they find yeah. it. They had that weird kind of yeah. like mask thing. Yeah, I saw that uh, at Redford Theater for the first time last year. It's great. Yeah. It's wonderful. Man, you're just spilling everywhere. You're having a hard time with your drink today. <laughs> I see why you're doing it. In honor of Neil. So, yeah. So he's so everything's covered except one eye. Yeah, he's got one eye. So his exposed. nose, his mouth, and nose are completely covered. Yet there's not one, but two <laughs> oxygen things. He's got the kind that goes up in your nostrils <laughs> yeah. and the one, the mask that covers your nose and mouth. Completely. Oh. There's no, he's, he's, his face, his mouth is covered. Yeah. <laughs> How is he getting this oxygen? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Oh my God. It's so good. Uh, so the friends are, uh, well, Emily, the wife, and uh, Jim, the best friend. They're standing over him, and they're they're screaming at him. And the doctor is just like, he can't hear you right now. He is in a coma. I think he's in a coma. <laughs> yes, he was. It's he is experiencing severe brain trauma. Yes. And then, so, while that's going on, a beautiful blonde, I'm assuming she's a nurse, Woman, gonna be a doctor. Uh, director of technology <laughs> was her title. Was it director yeah, of technology? Because he tells uh, the doctor tells them the director of technology is gonna come in and check. Why? Why is she in? A, is she? She a, just happened to be by, and she's like, she just likes to check on people. I, I, not not too much because she does not like she and she points out later she does not look at the name on or the chart at all. Yeah, she just comes in, takes checks his, his pulse. Yeah, takes even his though pulse. we have the fucking EKG running, so we know what's going on there. But sometimes you can't be sure. You can't put much like this movie. You can't put all your trust in technology. <laughs> I like it. That's what they're trying. To say. But 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 that scene where she's the pulse. We notice Griff. Well, the like, fucking bracelet on made with cheap ass like fruity pebbles. Yeah, this is where Neil takes a separation from David Lynch because he's like, let's make sure everybody notices it. So right. they zoom in. All you can see in the shot is her wrist with that bracelet on it. Who was the last person we saw with a Fruity Pebbles fucking bracelet? I'm surprised they didn't have like a flashback to remind us (laughs) that it's been five minutes since we showed this person. Can you figure it out who it is? Who's got that bracelet? And then so we're like, oh, that's Leah, his best friend. Best friend. His childhood love. It's weird how fate works, you know? Fateful findings. (laughs) So everybody leaves the room. They're, they're, they're like, he's a goner. He's brain dead. We, we can't do anything. But we, we close. We zoom in on his hand. 
And we see him holding that fucking D20. Yeah, he's still just kind of, He's supposed to be in a coma, but he's still got hand movement. <laughs> so he's fumbling around with the D20. He's, like, thinking about rolling it, thinking about, you know, a two-handed axe and, and splitting some skulls. It just magically heals him. Because he comes out of the coma. Just wakes up. Wakes up, gets out. He pulls... Uh, they put they just taped rubber tubes <laughs> to his fucking arms. There's there's no IV. It's just a tube, tube taped to yeah. his arm. He pulls those off. So it's very easy when you don't have a needle in you. Well, he's probably an anti-vaxxer. He's telling you, no, it's all up here. You heal yourself with your mind, essential oils, and herbs. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's all you need. And a fucking twenty sided D and D die. Of course, a magical twenty. Well, they're all D20. magical, aren't they? Yeah, I know what D and D is that's magic. True. As long as you believe in it. Yes. So he gets up. And he's wearing the hospital gown. Oh, we get that nice, tasteful ass <laughs> shot of him. Yes, we he's get like, it. if John Clark can show his ass <laughs> right. off, I can show. He my had a little ass. blue gloss on there, so it did look pretty nice. <laughs> it was. Oh, it helped hide all the freckles that I imagine. <laughs> all the cellulite, all because you see, is like seventy here. <laughs> and as you pointed out, Griff, the room is carpeted. Oh, and God. then this is where we we kind of get confused. So we, this, this is where we're our interpretation. Yeah. We see some nice dress shoes walk in on that beautiful carpeting. Yep. <laughs> and then it just, the, the dress shoes and the, the feet attached to it just disappear. Just disappear. They fade away into nothingness. I, what, what are you trying to tell me? I all? actually thought until I, when, when I was watching it for the first time that it was him just getting dressed and he like teleported. Yeah. Because yeah. We learn, he learns he can teleport later on. Yeah, that's where we're going with this, by the yes. way. Neil learns to teleport, okay? <laughs> yeah. So this, well, we all can. This ordinary, weird fuck of a human being can teleport. Is he ordinary? I guess not. So he's he's uh, going home. He's just going to go home. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he gets there, how far we are. Teleports, I guess. He might He might have teleported. Maybe he passed out, really believed in uh, you know that D20, and just appeared at home. And we see, like, he's, he goes to the – you want to take a shower after you've been there? COVID, man. You want to clean off. Yeah, you got to clean off. That's the and way. And so we see a nice, like, trail of clothes and bloody bandages. Yeah. He's only got the one. <laughs> and that's like a helmet. It's not even, like, bandages. <laughs> and then his Emily wakes up out of her, like, drug stupor. Oh, yeah. She notices the clothes. Doesn't question he, at all. Here's the shower running. We see we see a nice foot shot of, of uh, Neil with his blood pouring down his legs. Oh my god! Yeah, you would think that his wound was incredibly <laughs> fresh. Like he cracked his head coming right. back home, or maybe he was in Buffalo and those police pushed him over. God damn! You see that? I saw that. Jesus Christ! <laughs> What's the spilling? What is your obsession with a fucking drink? It's just funny that you spill it all the time. Fuck! You're going full Neil on me here, and I don't like it. Oh, so bleeding profusely in the shower, and Emily is just like, "What are you doing home? Did you bring what pills? What are you doing home, comrade?" <laughs> no, she, I don't think she even asks that. She just gets in the shower with him, holds him. Meanwhile, his what bandages did he take off? Because he has the bandages on his head. <laughs> he still has them on. She's he... clothed. Unfortunately, Neil's naked. Yeah. So we get we get like. Fortunately, we don't see the neen, the Neil, uh, the Breen Peen. Yeah, but we we see like his this flabby, no toned body, like this. <laughs> so the, I love this. This is very artful. Great job, Neil. They, uh, she's wearing like a white nightgown, and so they hug each other, and then they start kind of like s- slowly rotating, like they're dancing in the shower. So you see Neil's ass, then you see, the, the, you know, her nightgown pressed against her ass. It was. 
Very tasteful, Neil. Very tasteful. Blood everywhere. So we learn that Neil is a workaholic. He immediately is back to work. And by immediately, literally, it just cuts to him, fine, sitting at his desk. He's got a huge bandage on his head, at least, yes. uh, for some continuity in this movie. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's working hard, Murray. And he's constantly – he just got out uh, – he was brain dead, legally brain dead yesterday. And his book publisher, because he's such a – he's like the John Grisham of the brain world. Yes. His book publishers are hounding him on the, this deadline. And he's like, he was just in a traumatic car accident. And they're like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, how are you doing on that book? And it's just frustrating the hell. He's got a bad case of writer's block. He's been slaving away on this novel. And he realized how frivolous it is. And so he's like, I'll get – Back to you when I have news. <laughs> Slams it down. And then he just mumbles. And he's like, I have a master's in computer science. And I'm writing novels. I can't believe he didn't say that like directly into the camera. Because apparently this is his thing. I think we brought it up earlier where he's always some kind of genius. Always a tech genius. Always he always a tech has genius, yeah. at least two to three laptops working, not working. Yeah, the other movie on. I watched, too, he was like in the desert with two laptops <laughs> at the same time. At least he was using both laptops. Cause he must he must have like 4,000 of those laptops. Yeah, he must. <laughs> well, in, well, in this scene, he's just autographing his book. He's yeah. a big hit. Yeah. So fans. we'll get another. But we just see that he even he realizes how he's been wasting his life writing fucking fiction. Yeah. When he has all this truth inside. The greatest fiction, but still, he need, he's he got a bigger story to tell. That's where we cut back, because why not, to Jim and what's going on with him. We barely know Jim. We saw him we for saw one second. He's got a douchey goatee. He's a douchey goatee. And we're going to find out that he is kind of a douche. Yeah, he's a drunk douche. He's a drunk douche. Got a drinking problem. Oh, whoa, that that that's the wrong game. There we go. So uh, he's married to Amy. Amy, another and chick who's never going to act. Like here's her another life. thing that Neil does with all of his female actors: no bras. Yes, there's hard nipples he's, everywhere. Well, shit, we see his nipple there. He's he's got a nipple fetish. He, oh, you're right. He really does. Yeah, he's oh man. Okay, so Jim and Amy. They're what do married. couples argue about, Griff? Huh? They argue about lack of fucking. Yeah, of course. So Jim's frustrated. He can't get it up for as long as he's drunk all the time. Yep. And she's like, my back is killing me. Oh, I'm working at the bank. He's like, you always have an excuse. <laughs> you suckery suffetash. <laughs> and, and while that's going on, we see another hot babe in the back eavesdropping. <laughs> oh, it's Jailbait Alley. <laughs> we, we've come to the consensus. This is... Jim's daughter yes. from another marriage, yes, and Amy is a stepmother. That's yeah. what we think. That yeah, I'm pretty I'm getting sure some creep vibes off. Like Jim's at least molested Alex. Jim is a total fucking creep, which comes <laughs> to fruition later on in the movie. So they don't want to fight because you know the stepdaughter's in the house, and right. she'll hear them, and they don't want them. To hear them fighting. Well, we know she's a fucking rat. She'll just rat people out left and right. She she loves ratting people out. Yeah, she really. So there, we got that tension. I don't know why we we need. I guess we need to fill an hour and forty minutes. Really, these these are the most unnecessary characters. I I guess again, we talked about the self medication and everything, and Neil's commentary on it. So he's trying to show you the kind of destruction that happens. It destroys families. Yeah, 
everything. Yeah, Jim's drinking probably got him divorced the first time, and now he's got this daughter. He doesn't know how to raise her right. All over the place. He probably wants to fuck her. Probably tried. And so, speaking of pills, Griff. Oh, boy. We get green, Breen slaving away, slapping his paws on that laptop, and he's like, pills! Well, he's yeah, he gets, the, he gets these migraines, and they really hit I him. I need my pills, Emily! Ugh. And then we see Emily getting her pills, but she... She takes a little for herself. She takes yeah. a couple, puts them in her pocket. So oh, gonna... she's got that sash, that got... blood sport sash. Yeah, well, no, it was a fanny pack. Yeah. And uh, she'd be cool if she had a sash. It would but... be cool. And so we see, now, now we're learning that everybody is just fucking in this drug haze. It's, this, it's like Officer Grossman said, it's a, it's a suburbia where the real problems are. People are bitching and moaning, rioting over fucking inner city problems. The real problems are in suburbia. Yeah. So she's like, here are your pills. Hurls them at him. He catches them. Yeah. I don't need these. Like, he was just screaming for them. Yeah. Five seconds ago. So he goes straight to the toilet where you, you really shouldn't be doing with your pills. And, of course, uh, Emily, because the scene. Co- um, she's yeah. like licking her lips. What are you doing? She's sitting in the bathroom waiting for the scene to start. <laughs> so she's like on the rim of the bathtub, just like looking, waiting for Neil to come in. Neil comes in. And he's just like, I do not need these pills anymore i'm going to flush them and you know you get a shot of a hand you don't see him in the same shot dumping them it's a different <laughs> shot of him dumping pills in a toilet and then he leaves and, leaves leaves, and then immediately as soon as he's out of fucking view she leaps into that fucking toilet and just pulls all those fucking and there, I think there was some pee in there, too. There, uh, that's how desperate I'm well, for her pills. Well, Neil, you said it. He's an environmentalist. Right. So if it's yellow, let it mellow. Right. <laughs> so, Brown, flush it down. Exactly. And, so Neil returns to his work, and he's just he's just laying there, and you know he's still kind of fatigued. He's exhausted. All this always work. exhausted. Always exhausted. Always tired. <laughs> Regardless of coffee status or not. So he's gripping that D20, and he's just thinking about life, and suddenly he just kind of fades away until right. Murray. We've been saying he's got Lynch inspirations going right. on here. Yeah, the Lynch has the Black Lodge. He's got okay. Lynch has the waiting room, the, waiting the Black room. Lodge, and the White Lodge. Okay. We're about to meet the Fourth Lodge, <laughs> the Trash Lodge, <laughs> because it's just a room with gar- black garbage bags like stapled up on the walls. Yeah, and Neil is. Fuck ass naked. <laughs> Once again, this is the third time we've seen some fucking Neil flesh. And so our interpretation of this is he when he loses consciousness, his his consciousness goes into the D20. Yeah. And that's what the trash lodge exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah, the and that's where all real truth lies. And that's why he's naked, because it's the bare truth. It's the barest of truths. It makes so much And sense. he's absorbing this knowledge. Yeah. Through his subconscious mind. I like that you can fuck the knowledge into people, as we'll discover later. But um, So we get a quick glimpse. All the glimpses into the trash dollars are very quick, just like in Twin Peaks. Right. You just get a little bit just to make you really question, like, what is it? And uh, we go back. He's kind of coming back to at his, uh, uh, at his desk. They have this one spot set up. They use it nine <laughs> different times throughout this movie, this one shot. There is a chair in the foreground to the right of the camera, and there's constantly someone sitting there watching Neil work. And so it's Emily's turn to watch him work, and she's just like, what is happening? Are you okay? (laughs) So 
sorry. I don't. Jean-Claude Van Damme. I did not mean to do it. I don't know how to do accents. So, and he just goes, I feel like something is inside me and it hurts. <laughs> it hurts really bad. Whoa, whoa, I gotta whoa. get it out. Who, who did you channel in the trash lodge there? Oh, so Neil has to go. Well, Emily is always pressing him to go see. Did you All notice right. this second time through? Yeah. Definitely. Emily is always pressing him to go see the psychologist. Right. Yeah, and his, 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 his psychiatrist, Dr. Feelgood, this old white guy, Who's all about pushing pills. Yeah, he's like, hey, how's your book coming along? You know what really helps writers? Painkillers. <laughs> and, of course, that's music to Emily's ears because that's why she's pushing him to go because she's she's been stealing his fucking Well, you notice that his cell phone was in the middle on speakerphone there. Emily likes to hear what's going on in that room. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Emily's real creepy, man. I don't like her. So he's this Dr. Field is just pushing pills like Neil answer to all your problems. No, these are not the answer to my problems. I don't need pills. So, again, we just I'm pretty sure we just cut right back to his home. He's back in his office. Workaholic. How many how many sets have we gone through now? Trash Lodge, his <laughs> office, the bathroom, the hospital. Well, the trash Lodge is probably Neil's fucking garage. Oh, we know. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, there is a garage. We haven't gotten to it yet. And a hospital clinic. Oh, you know what? He had an Amir Chavon moment, though. You notice that when they went into it was like a mansion at first, and then they yes. were in like some office building. <laughs> yeah, it was. I didn't. I didn't. That's some something that that symbolizes something. I did not pick up. Yeah, because he walk. He's like, yeah, it's these two like it's it's a foyer. It's a foyer or so. Or, you know yeah. the yeah. These two kind of like metal like uh, uh, staircases, and he goes up one and comes down the other one. Yeah. Something, something too deep for us. Too, too deep, deep for, for us. us. Yeah, Ugh, man, that Neil Lake is too deep. So he's back slaving deadlines. He's constantly being hounded by these things, and then this migraine, this fucking adult-sized bangaroo, just happens. And oh. He has no fucking Tylenol now. We know he's exhausted. He's not going to take these painkillers. He's doing it the natural way with just caffeine. You know, he's right. got that nice mug of piping hot coffee, damn fine coffee. This is where we get the greatest acting performance of the movie. Because <laughs> I'm, really... I'm still, I could, you, you, as you pointed out five times this episode, I can't even do yeah, what Neil Breen yeah. does in this scene. It's it's amazing. So that migraine hits, and he's trying to lift his right arm, which is grasping that coffee mug because he's thinking, right? Can... Well, wait, wait, but let's, let's say this, you know, it's right above that valuable laptop. Yeah, he he's using the laptop as a fucking coaster. <laughs> yeah. So he's got it resting there. He just can't lift that mug, and his head is just drooping lower and lower and lower. But the th- you just see the coffee swirling, and I was on. This was when I was on the edge of my seat. The yes. only time I was. Yeah. Because I'm waiting for him to ruin that beautiful laptop. Because it's just teasing us. It's just rolling. It just touches the rim and goes back down. Not just a fucking laptop. He's like handwriting <laughs> notes everywhere. He's got paper. He learned this from Billy Drago. He this probably, is some yeah. fucking grade A hand acting. You are on. dead on, sir. <laughs> And so finally, his head, it, it just takes on the weight of a cinder block, and he crashes into the desk. And you're like, he's out. At least the coffee didn't spill, because that's resting comfortably. Thank God. Well, then he gets this tiny spurt of energy, and he lifts his head. Well, he turns his head, and he starts moving it towards the coffee. And he's getting closer and closer, and he's bringing the coffee, and he's still shaking. He's still shaking. You're like, no, Neil. He sticks his tongue out like he's going to somehow get the coffee in his mouth, and he just fucking dumps it and passes out. 
Wounds oh, everybody. what a tease. And then while he's out, we just get some unnecessary flashback to his accident again. I guess to let us know that's why he was doing that, because he was in an accident. Remember 15 minutes ago? Yeah, Neil, I remember. You, Your face was destroyed. The continuity is ruined now because you're not even wearing a bandage. You have no gnarly scarring at all. You just well, look like a 70 the D20 sealed him, healed him. D20, yeah. So, we haven't talked about that douchebag Jim in oh. about 10 minutes. So, what's Jim up to? Well, when Jim's not fucking creeping on his daughter or trying to fuck his wife, he's creeping on his Ferrari. Oh, man. And what man doesn't like to spend his weekends <laughs> just polishing that side mirror of his Ferrari? <laughs> that was a bad time to try to drink. Oh, my God. All, Jim, Jim's, like, we all we have all these tools, like, scattered. We can yeah. see a nice shot, like a pan of, like, you know, the, the fucking hood's up. And we see all these tools, and then Jim's just polishing that side mirror. Always polishing the side mirror. Always got a beer or something close by. I loved earlier when he was drinking, he had a bottle of vodka that he was carrying around, and then a tiny little, like, milk glass that he was just pouring into. <laughs> What's going on with Jim and the and set And now dressing? we kind of learn the real, like, why this, this this marriage is so fractured, because Amy's jealous of that car. He never polishes her like he polishes that side Yeah. And she's like, you and your car. And you see, I was bringing this up to Murray earlier. Uh, Neil's got a thing for mirrors and mirror images. Like, right. mirror, you got, a, you got a separate mirror person. So I think Jim's trying to find his mirror person. Or the mirror person jumped out. I think the mirror person's trying to find him. Yeah? Okay. I, I love it. He's so, so drunk, he doesn't know. That's why he's polishing it all the time. Much just, like, because this is the whole thing about Breen. If Jim's mind was clear and not fucked up with boo-boos, he would totally get it, yeah. and he would you know, connect yeah. with his, spirit, his Maybe mirror he, image. He needs to stop the drinking, become a father figure, and not try to fuck his daughter. Uh, I mean, if he keeps continuing down that path, he might be president one day. Who knows? And um, he's got to be a better husband. Got to be a better gotta. husband. So, so while that's happening... Emily's bored, so she decides to call Amy and be like, hey, you should come over for dinner. You come over. I make you borscht. <laughs> and he says, sounds good. So, so they show up. They just, got yeah. Jim, Amy, Emily, Allie, and Breen. Yeah. And they're all like, hey, hi, you look great. I mean, you were, just, you were in a coma, and your brains were leaking out of your head. I feel great. Ugh. But I have, I'm so tired. I'm and just then we, so And he's tired. like, Allie, how are you doing? And we get the worst fucking line read from this. Allie was horrible. Yeah. She's like, I'm hungry. Did you know oh. what I'm saying? She went, I'm hungry. Oh, it was awful. And then she's talking about some bullshit fucking like a fifth grade fucking science project about dinosaurs or some shit. Yeah. And even Jim's like, ugh, will you shut the fuck up about the fucking dinosaurs? Then Neil's like shuts him down. I'm very interested in this. <laughs> fucking, and he really is. And Allie totally misreads the situation. She thinks he's he's flirting with her. Ugh. But he's just like, he's really interested in this child and what she's learning. He's trying, he's trying to teach Jim how to be a better father figure. Listen to your daughter is what he's trying to say without saying it. So he hears a little bit of the elephant research, but like maybe two sentences in, he's just like, I am in so much pain. <laughs> I so much pain. need to go. And then the scene just ends. It's like, what? 
Nobody's what? concerned. They're like, no, okay. Yeah, there's no shot of everyone concerned. Have, I mean, obviously, he has a severe concussion. He has some CTE going on. Yeah. There's like, what, as long as we got our pills, we don't care. So they did not get to eat dinner, I don't think. All they did was drink booze. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure you notice this because we notice every fine detail. <laughs> All they had out was just like slices of white bread. <laughs> That's a that's a very that's a commentary in suburbia. Was there some mayonnaise there too? <laughs> there was. There you go. All the condiments were present. No food, just white bread <laughs> and booze. Lots of booze. That that that's hey, a, that's a suburbia right there. Amy, some, someone point out this line, and so I'll, I'll point it out as well. Amy, you should try this wine. Amy, ah, oh, I would really like to try that wine. It's good. Beautiful. You had too much emotion in that. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and so once again, it's been been five minutes. We got to have him slaving away, and then he finally just comes to conclusion. He's like, "Why am I wasting? Why? Well, I'm, I'm. This is me doing it because I'm actually speaking with emotion. Why am I wasting my time on this novel? I should be digging deep, hacking like no one's hacked before to find out about all the corruption, national and international." That's going on in the world. These Breen premonitions are why you watch these movies. Because he always has these, you know, I, I'm pretty sure in every movie he has these moments where he's just like, I need to really express what Neil's character is going through right, right. now. This outrage he has. This, this, we're, all, we're all so frivolous. We're Netflixing and chilling while we should be fighting corruption. So while he's finding clairvoyance and setting his path, we got to go back to the ugly path. <laughs> Back to Jim and oh, Amy for reasons. Yes. So they're naked in bed, and yes. we get the we get the shot. It's they're like, both. Are they are they sleeping? Or are they waiting for a massage? Because they're both yeah. lying on their stomach. Yeah, naked. the camera comes in at the level of the mattress, so you can see some boobage, <laughs> yeah, some side boob. boob. Yeah, no nips, just side boob. I, again, I, I like how you brought up Neil is obsessed <laughs> with nipples, but you know we just see uh, nipples behind He's uh, like all the stops. A prudish perv. He really because is, we yeah. never see any real nudity. But we get teased with it constantly. All the time. All the time. We only get to see Neil's nips. We only get to see Neil naked. <laughs> yes. So apparently they're waiting for Allie to give him a massage. I don't know what's going on, but the, this scene goes nowhere. Just, Amy is just still pissed off with Jim. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. Try to, I, I hate I hate doing these side cuts. That's all this movie <laughs> is, though. It's tiny. One minute little vignettes, and then it's like, w- w- well, is we, this going to play in anything? Well, the next scene will, because this is a very important scene. Fucking Neil finally confronts El- Emily about her pill addiction. Uh, impromptu of nothing. It just, they're <laughs> yeah. there in the living room, and they're fighting. He, he loves her one minute and hates her the next, and then loves her again in the same conversation. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he switched outfits. His body language does not say we're in a heated, like, marital moment. He's, like, got his feet up on the couch. He's, like, fiddling around with it with his ridiculous his, Seinfeld like, faded hair. He's jeans and no shoes on, <laughs> and he's just, like, he's confronting her, though. And she's like, I need these pills. My work sucks. <laughs> she actually says that. Yes. Because she's a spy, and she, he's, she realized she's destroying lives being a spy, so she has to just numb herself with drugs. And he's like... What is wrong with you? Where is the girl I <laughs> fell in love with? Uh, we need to get you in rehab immediately. I need these pills. 
I would be lost without them. Hey, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> I think. Sure. So Neil hears this, but he doesn't give a shit. He no. pulls out his laptop. Well, by pull out, I mean they just cut to him with his laptop now. <laughs> They're silent, and he's just you hear him crunching away, and he says, I have so much work to do. So much work. So much work I'm to do. So exhausted. I have I, so much work. I, Deadlines. I have, to, I have to get this work Deadlines. done. But then they just go back to arguing. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Well, now he loves her because he was like hammering her. Like, you're a feast of trash. Yeah. And now he's like, I want that girl I fell in love with back. I guess he leaves her to just think about that alone in the in, in the living room. Well, apparently that ignited a lot of sexual tension. Yeah. Because we cut. But he's slaving away <laughs> on that fucking laptop. Emily walks in. That I, shot you said was kind of somebody watching him work. It's so weird, and it's like right this at desk level. Oh my god! Oh. This is just the most. Everything about this movie is awkward, but this scene, and this is where I I'm going to get back to what I said I was going to get to in the beginning. All I right, like it. here's the thing. So she walks in. He they decide. I guess just, watching him work gets her horny. So she like starts. Does she start throwing shit, or does he start throwing shit? So I believe what she says is something about, like, I want you to look at me. Look at me. Look at me like you look at that laptop. And at first, Neil is just like, I can't. I have so <laughs> much, much work. <laughs> so much work. He reminds me of uh, the little guy that was married to uh, Aubrey in The Return of Twin Peaks. He was always just like, I got so <laughs> much work to do. We, no, I can't take well, you to you the lodge. you know why? Because David Lynch stole all his ideas from fucking Neil Brain. Yeah. So so th- after uh, she's, like, ready to storm out of the room, he grabs her. Then he looks over at his book. He tosses it on the ground. And she is just like, oh, you can see she is and he's And he sees that. So he's yeah. like, oh, she liked that. Well, how about this? Grabs some papers and throws them over his shoulder. And he, he, his emotion here is <laughs> creepy as fuck. Creepy as he has fuck. like a Joker smile going on. I think it's. Very smile. I, I prefer him being no emotion than when he smiles. He yeah. He really scares me when he smiles. <laughs> Maybe that's why he doesn't smile very often. <laughs> he realizes it. And then he's like, you remember Flashdance? That really turns me on. And he rips her fucking shirt like Flashdance. So yeah. Hanging over the shoulder. And then she rips his. Oh. And he's devilishly good. This is what I'm going to get back to. We talked about Quentin Tarantino foot shots. So they, they, we see a shot of them embracing each other. Like their heads, their torsos. Cut down. The feet are in, Unless Neil Breen wears nail polish on his toenails. <laughs> the feet are totally changed around. Yes. They changed three different times. <laughs> yeah. They they keep. I don't switching. know. I mean, we've learned that he's into feet things, so maybe he does like to put fucking nail polish. What I really appreciate about the foot shot here, though, is that he uses this multiple times in the movies to show that people are getting naked and ready to fuck standing up. But you also see a lap. <laughs> you see a laptop fall down as the clothes are falling down. Yeah, too. That was yeah, nice touch. Very nice. See the shirt like drop. Yep. Didn't get the Neil nip on this one, no, but you know we imagine. Gotta save that nip. for the, the yeah uh, and. So Neil goes back to the mansion slash mental facility. This is probably the white fucking uh, the white, white lodge. lodge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is very white. So. So yes, and he even realizes that Doctor Field is no good for him. So he goes to another psychotherapist just down the hall. And uh, my interpretation is she's 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 sent, she might be Mother Nature herself, but she is like an Earth spirit 
shaman, if you will, who's there to guide Neil in the right way, without pills, but with spirituality and essential oils. Yeah. And she's and he, giving, she's giving him a pep talk because she knows he's he's on the cusp yeah. of Nirvana, of like getting all knowledge. He's he, he, this is the only psychiatrist or psychologist who's talking to him and not hammering about the book. Right. So he, he she was he, he was loving her. He was like, well, this right, because well, that's me. the reason why because Doctor Field is working for the fucking lizard people, and, and they know this is yeah. a, the book is a distraction against the real deep deep dive. Yeah, that he's doing. If he has to keep working on fucking uh, what what do you keep think? You his distracted, first, what do you think his first novel was called? Let's go for that. Fateful findings. <laughs> <laughs> so he's working on fateful findings too. And, uh, yeah, they, they need that book and out. And she's encouraged you have the power from the wind. Everyone wants what you have. She's warning him. She's like, everybody wants what you have, that enlightenment. Oh, So we cut back to Neil just back at home because <laughs> yeah. that's how we do things around here. Yeah. And he's standing in front of a mirror, and he's just really thinking about, you know, what uh, Andrew was the uh, shaman's name. Yeah. He's just really thinking about what Dr. Shaman told him. And uh, then he walks away from the mirror. Does he? Because the mirror image is staring back at the camera. Apparently wow. not a great actor, this mirror wow. image. And so this is our interpretation. We're assuming that when we see remember in the beginning we talked about those dress shoes that were in the hospital? That the dress shoes is the mirror image of Breen. Of Neil, yeah. He's gone through the trash lodge. He knows everything. He's all knowing. He's all. He's trying to like. He's like the. He's like a familiar for Brain. He's trying to save him and inspire him. Yeah. It's so it, oh, man. So many questions. But don't worry. We're not going to linger on that <laughs> thought too <laughs> long. Yeah, what the fuck is that douche Jim up to? Yep. 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 Well, he's giving fucking. We noticed there's also. I guess there's a hierarchy in addictions where you can look down on certain people. Cause yes. Jim is just straight up drunk. Yeah. But Amy, she likes her wine, but she also likes her pills. She. This is the first we've heard of it. Right. Apparently, that's what a- Amy and Emily talk about on the phone. Like, they yes. pop pills, yeah. and then they call each other. Where, where can you get some? You got to suck his dick? You know, all, <laughs> all that shit. So he's giving her a hard time, and she's just like, I'm not having it. I can't take this anymore, Jim. You harping on me about my sweet, sweet p- pill addiction. Yeah, I told you. The bank is really hard. It's making my brain explode. I need the pills. Actually, now that I think about it, Amy and Emily both work for banks, as they yes. said. We work for banks. We work for banks. We take the pills. We work for corporation. Right. They're pawns in the game. Man. Oh, my God. Now I get it. Right. So, yeah. Takes pills. So, uh, Jim, I guess, just walks off in disgust. I, don't I, I care. believe Jim I don't tells remember. her, I want the girl I used to know. <laughs> I'm not the good I used to know. <laughs> so then we were just talking about him fucking five minutes ago, two minutes ago. The Shadow Man. We'll call him Shadow Man. Shadow Man works. He's the, he's a doppeldillon. And he <laughs> Doppel reappears. Dylan. Well, shoes reappear. And then he just disappears. That's it. Smoke comes through again. <laughs> oh, and then Emily, she she had that, new, that bream peen once. <laughs> like... Days make no sense in this movie. You cannot tell by outfits because Emily wears the same outfit in yes. every scene, which takes place oh. over a few days. Every at woman least. wears a tank top because they got to show the nips. You got to show the nips. Oh yeah. my god, so many hard nipples in this movie. So 
Neil, or uh, she wants that uh, bringing pin all over again. She's like, I'm ready. But she's for like, this. if I can't have my fucking pills, I need something. To yeah, to stimulate off. my brain, because yeah. that's what happens when you get off from the brain pee. And Neil, he's like, once again, he's too busy with work. So he's like, no, I cannot gratify you sexually. Oh, you have enough fill? She immediately goes to that. Just, and it, it makes sense, because Neil Breen's so hot that you assume. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine what a mall trip looks like for these two. And because, then he, just, uh, he grabs her by the shoulders. No, I'm hacking into all. All the world's government computers. I'm going deeper than no one has gone before. And he looks around, both shows, don't tell anybody. Again, this is a scene being shot with that foreground and then Neil <laughs> sitting at his desk. So she is just watching him work and suddenly cannot have it anymore and brings this up. I fucking hate these two. <laughs> and so after just throwing that bombshell at Emily... He's like, I need a trip back to the trash lodge. So we, we get back there, we, and we see that gold book from the very beginning, the book of knowledge. All of the world's knowledge is in that book. Yeah. And he just caresses it. And, and then we would come to in the kitchen. Yeah. And they're just hanging out, and she's like, Emily's like, I'm going to – everything's fine with their marriage. <laughs> yes, mar- oh, back my to God. Back very to up and down relationship. <laughs> Everybody well, in this movie is an up and down just, relationship. Just like popping pills, you know. You yeah. go up, you go down. Right. It's all over the place. So she's like, I'm going to call and get Amy and Jim and Allie. Those are all of the characters in the movie. And then, well, they had some other friends, but we don't won't learn who they are. Oh, my God. Why? Why was... We're going to have a barbecue. How about that? They even decide... great. <laughs> I forgot to bring this up, but I love how Neil... Everybody in this... There's about five times they go, What? Yes. It's not what it's what yes <laughs> i'm so glad you brought that up yeah. of course of course a- a- amy and uh 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 jim are way in on it because barbecue yeah. means well, free yeah. booze yeah there's booze they're there yeah and also emily can you know probably has some pills and also amy can like check out their medicine cabinet and see what's going on there. exactly i mean so. fucking win-win Neil just came off serious head trauma, so there's probably so many pills. Of course, she knows because Emily told him about Anyways, so they come over, but they also, for whatever fucking reason, invite the director of technology. Not the from doctor. The not his main doctor. Not the doctor. Just the one that just popped in. Popped in, did not even take note of his name, checked his pulse, and was like, yep, coma. <laughs> She gets invited. And not only her, but her fiance special needs Tim. <laughs> who is this like he was he was, he was he's like, Hi there, Tim. <laughs> they let me go without my helmet. Oh my god. I mean he was like there was something wrong with Tim. There I don't was. Know what was there on. was. And oh. so <laughs> he's like, Hi Tim gets twinks. And then he just walks off. Yeah, I love how they shoo him away. And then he comes back with four different cu- kinds of cups. Like, where did you go get these cups? <laughs> yeah. He's got like a fucking, <laughs> fucking Ronald McDonald cup. He's got a Dixie cup. He's got a fucking wine flute. He's got a big gulp cup. <laughs> it's like, head there. Here's your drink. <laughs> and they're like, thanks, Tim. Face oh, palm him. Can you? Go play with the kids. <laughs> There's a dog over there. Where? And then he just leaves. So I, I think he got lost for a minute because Leah had to check her phone for a second. Yeah. And we get a nice, very close-up on her pockets. And, uh, yeah, she's got, well, basically her phone is sticking completely out because lady pockets are so small on jeans. But then she's also got 
that notebook that we recognized from earlier. Bracelet, notebook. They're really hammering <laughs> yeah, it over the head here. Yes. Like, take it down a notch, Neil. And she goes through that phone, but knock, jostles. Like, it's literally quarter of an inch in her pocket, the notebook. So yeah. it flops down. And yeah. like, as a gentleman would do, Neil goes down to grab it. It happened to open up. This is like not a b- bound book or anything. So this, this book was so important. She only wrote in it one time. One time, and she carries it around with her everywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, it opens up to it's a magical day, and, and then he's just like Leah, oh my God. Dylan, and then we get a little like because you kind of you were like, no, there's some bullshit going on here. But no, we only learned earlier that she did not look at the chart to see who that yep. patient was. They covered, Neil covered his ass on this scene. Yep, he really and did. She's like, I guess I should have looked at that chart. Oh. So we learn. He's like, you are the love of my life. They, okay, they're in the backyard. They got the nice pool and everything. Of course, Neil's got a beautiful pool and everything. Right. They are in the middle of everybody outside talking, having a good time, barbecuing, and they're just holding hands. Forbidden love. Forbidden it's love. Because like, they're both. She's with special needs Tim. She, he's with pill popper fucking Natasha. Emily, yeah. And so Natasha notices. Yeah. And he notices. She notices. So he pulls his hand away. Yeah. And he does go over and tell her, that is my friend Leah. We were friends when we were eight. She was so beautiful. And then we, their barbecue goes back on. We go, okay. She's like, I'll talk to you later about this shit. And we, we get a nice little, like, Neil almost drops his corn on the cob that he was going to spill. <laughs> and we're, so we're getting re- smorgasbord griff. We got the grilled dogs. We got the fucking grilled chicken. Yeah, they, they had dogs, chicken, brats, burgers. Whatever you want. Yeah. This shit was wrong. You know. there's, there's some nice nasty glares happening between Emily and Leah. And Emily, she's like, I'll go get rid of the dogs. Ugh. So she's fucking burning the fuck out of those dogs. Oh, she's, yeah, she's smashing the fuck out of them. And Jim, drunk as fuck as always, thinks that's his move. Yeah. He's like, well, if I ain't getting it from my pill-popping wife, I'll get it from his pill-popping wife. Yeah. So he's like shaking a little medical thing. Cheers it. And then he really just grabs her ass. like, stop it, Jim. Yeah. I will not fuck He gets a handful of those cakes. Grabs some cakes. That's the only thing that wasn't being cooked in that And then Jim does an awful fucking uh like maneuver where he's falling backwards and he like knocks everything off the table but yeah there's no momentum behind it's awful <laughs> god I, I just so hey we have had neil back in the desk at least for five minutes <laughs> god damn it so he's just slaving away no idea the, the party actually does kind of end they do end yeah. this scene because <laughs> leah leaving he's like i need you to call me i, I don't even know what they don't exchange <laughs> any information they're so but happy they change to... All the information. Oh, my God. And Tim's like, I'll see you later. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. And he walks out. And so, yeah, we cut to it. Neil slaving away on that slave slave of the grind. Is this the next day? Is it the same (laughs) day? Is it later in the day? We don't know. No idea. Only thing we know is apparently Allie had just seen Fast Times at Richmond High. Yes. Because she's in her bikini in the pool. And and Neil hears some noise. Yeah. And he's like, God, I'm working. I can't take any noise. So he peeks out, looks out the blinds. He sees he sees Allie. Allie sees him. Yeah. So Allie's like, here's my Fast Times moment. Oh, man. I, I, I like it because 
He Neil is like, I'm not above looking at this, right. but I do need to daddy up on her and tell her this is not appropriate. But he sits in that window. He could have closed the blinds and gone back to work because he's so fucking bit. No, he sits there and well, they're doing like a whole like tease show going on yeah, here. She you takes know? her tap off, and but we don't see it. So yeah, you said we, we only see fucking we only see nips. You see her brains in yeah. this movie. And she's smiling at him. And yeah, she she shuts is the blinds. walking away from the 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 window that Neil's looking through, and then she turns over her shoulder and says, "Hey, Neil, how <laughs> well, are you doing, Dylan?" But well, yeah, so. and he just comes. He recognizes, gets disgusted with himself, perving on this girl. So he shuts the blinds. Yeah, it goes back to and work. He, he lets. He's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, it's just." I, I'm used to this. I'm yeah. used to women throwing themselves at yeah. me. I'm going to be the bigger man and just pretend it didn't happen. Yep. So Allie, she's just, she's just like, now's my my move. Because she's, she's misreading him. So she's just like, oh, he really wants it now. So she goes into his house and starts taking a bath. And he goes, she goes into the private bath, the bedroom bathroom. She walked right past him into the bed, the bathroom. Yeah. And... He's like, I must put a stop to no, this. No, he thinks it's Emily. Oh, okay. Because he hears the bath going, and he says, oh, Emily, you're home. <laughs> well, I did not this, realize. This, yeah, this was a great reaction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was. That's where I get some of those pictures I sent you from. <laughs> Two of them, I think. Because he goes through his whole rage. In it's this like, movie. ooh, his eyes <laughs> pop out of his head. <laughs> oh, man, that was fit for a mirror. He's like, very logical. So, and... yeah, so he thinks it's Emily. So he's like, I'm going to go say hi to my wife, who I was not attracted to because of my exhaustion, but now I'm attracted to But her. I love her very much. I want that girl back. So he goes in, and it just so happens that it's Allie in there, and she has dropped all of her clothes, and she's you getting see right. it because that once fucking happens in the Neil Breen movie when you see the fucking foot shot and yep. the clothes drop. Clothes drop. the towel drop. Foot drop, clothes drop. Ugh. So, he, full he, range of emotions. <laughs> and then he he's like, look, I understand you're sexually attracted to me, but this is inappropriate. I'm married. I'm old enough to be your older brother. We can't be doing this. <sighs> he, say, he turns her down lightly. He does. He, he's flattered. I... I, I Allie is so stunned by this. And she, I wonder I, what the fuck drug she's taking because she's really fucked up or something. Uh, maybe she's Whip getting it, into that medicine, ca- medicine, medicine cabinet as well. Like everybody's Probably. digging through Neil's medicine cabinet. <laughs> He's got the best shit. So <laughs> that's why she wants to get close to him. She's like, I got to keep those drugs so, coming. So he, yeah, he stops it. And then next day, next year, next month, we don't know. He's typing away in the living room. Living room, yep, yep. And Emily comes in. Guess what, Emily? That hussy friend of daughter of your friend propositioned me. Yeah. And you know why? Because you told her to come on over and use our pool anytime she likes. Totally blames Emily for this this, yeah. this what happened. She's like the innocent victim. She didn't know what's going on. She just told his fucking teenage daughter, girl, yeah, use her pool whenever you want. No big deal. And he's blaming her for this. 
So in this thing, I'm in. I'm on Emily's side on this argument. So Emily immediately is like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. You were the greatest husband ever. I will. I will fix this." So she calls up Amy immediately to snitch on Allie. Right, everyone's snitching. Everyone's, uh, everyone's white snitching. people's favorite pastime: snitching the, on people. This is probably the only good segue, uh, scene transition that Neil does in, in in his movie here, because we go from the telephone call to Amy's perspective of the telephone call. So there's actually semblance <laughs> to this transition. We know this is happening consecutively. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> the same day. Yeah. Same moment. Same yeah. moment. And so Amy is appalled. She's just like, I am so sorry. I, I've i tried to pull that maneuver on Neil so many times. And that man, he, loves, he loves you, Emily. Yeah. He clearly loves you and only you. He loves that girl you used to be. You used to be, yeah. And so she gets off the phone. Amy gets off the phone. And Jim's right there. Still drinking. Still <laughs> drinking. drinking his hand. And uh, he's got like a little uh, tumbler glass full of, you know, some booze, uh, uh, liquor of some sort. And Amy is just enjoying a nice glass of wine. Classy. J- Jim's sitting there like, what's uh, what's the deal? What's uh, I'm sorry, I can't do it as a lispy voice. What's the what's deal? What's the deal? <laughs> and so she's like, Our, your daughter, and this is the only way we can really tell that it's actually his and stepped on. Yeah, whatever. What? So so he's like, your daughter was stripping for Neil again. And Jim is just like, well, it was your turn to watch her. This girl's like 17 years old. She's in college learning about elephants. Like, what? (laughs) And Amy is so pissed off about that, she fucking throws her wine into his face. And And he's not going to let her get away with that. He throws his whatever the fuck he's drinking in her face. Jesus. Moonshine, I don't know what. And, and then it, he's okay. like, you know what? I've got a side mirror to polish. So oh. he huffs off to the garage. That's his man cave. We're left lingering very long on uh, now Amy's wet tank top with right. nipples just pointing out everywhere. Nips are popping. There's a couple nipples happening there. and uh, Covered nipples. Covered, yes, covered nipples. And um, Amy is... She must have popped a lot of pills and been drinking that with the wine because she is not in the right mind. Amy got a gun. Amy got My a gun. My favorite Aerosmith song, Amy got a gun. Yeah. And she does. She gets this tiny little, like, fucking gun. She keeps it under her Cocks pillow. Cocks it to let you know yep. it's loaded. Keeps it under her pillow like any smart woman would. Right. And she heads into that garage where we got Neil again looking for himself <laughs> in the mirror. He's just trying to figure out what he is. Yeah. Uh, and um, she's like, what? "You in that car?" And she goes to shoot the car, but unfortunately, Jim's head gets in the way, <laughs> and she shoots him in the ear. <laughs> she's him in the ear, and then she's like, "Oh shit!" And then Allie kind of hears a gunshot, runs in, and it just so happens that during all of this. The phone conversation happened. We know Neil was there because they, they got to be next door neighbors. They have to be. Yeah. They have because Neil was sitting next to Amy while Amy was t- <laughs> or uh, Emily while Emily was telling Amy about the whole thing. Neil is now at their door. Here's the gunshot, so he comes barging in. But before he gets to the whole scene, we have Ellie walking into the room. She's screaming out for her dad because he's bleeding profusely <laughs> out of his, his brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and. Uh, Amy shoes her way. Just like, it's okay. He shot himself. He killed himself. I had nothing to do with it. Oh. And we'll go, not only that, she took the, the bullet casing, placed it next to his head and the gun. And the gun. Totally. 
Didn't, odd looking. Did not do the thing where you wipe the gun off and put did like not, his yeah. fingerprints on it. <laughs> no. Just left the gun there. Neil That's com- all you need. Neil comes running into the room, and or the garage, and uh, Amy is just like, I did this to him. I pushed him to the edge, and he commit suicide. He shot himself. She'd been working on this story for a long time. And you can tell by the way she portrays it as an actor. Right. And then he just pushes her out. No, Jim, you were my best friend. He is not afraid of blood at all. No, he, is, he, he, he like, smears it on him. <laughs> he, he actually literally smears Jim's blood on his face like he's going to go off to like, war paint or some shit. So, so, and then every cut, he's got more blood on his face. He's got more blood? It's so weird. Jim, no, you he, would never kill yourself. You were you my, my best, best friend. friend. I thought Leah was his best friend, but I, was everybody's. Neil's best friend. Yeah. Everyone is Neil's best friend. So, Leah's only uh, best. You know, yeah. Riff, a lot of people, they deal with stress by going back to work. They just go straight back to work. So does Neil. He yep. walks, crosses the street, because apparently they live right next to each other. Yep. Back at the desk. No blood on him anymore. He Ex- washed all that blood away. But he's exhausted he's yep. from washing that blood off. And he's just like, oh, so exhausted. And he falls asleep. Another visit to that trash lodge. Yeah, and I is this, was he is he with Leah in this? I'm episode? pretty sure this is the first one where he's with Leah and they're both naked. Right. We get a side shot, so we get a little bit more side. He loves. He doesn't. He loves the side boob of women, but yeah. not showing the nipple. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's the body double too because we it never is. see her face. It is. Uh definitely. So she's like. Uh, sitting down with her knees pulled up to her chest and her hair like covering her face. Yep. And he's hovering over her, like uh, embracing her. How much did he have to Staring off her? the camera. And that's all we get. I guess, I don't I Neil's trying to tell us that this is where he needs to go next. This is life telling you, go for her. Right. You got to go get her. This is the truth telling her that. But what are we going to get? A scene with Emily. And she's blaming herself for Jim's death. Well, I, I mean, I blame her too. I mean, I blame her for Allie, and I blame her for Jim's death. I, I, I should have let him fuck me out at the barbecue. That's it's what, my fault. That's what she thinks happened. Is that when she shoot him away, which was very Good appropriate. Lord, fucking arrogant. You think that would be what caused someone to kill themselves? Yeah, I, I rejected their advances. Ugh, and but, Neo's like, "You're crazy." No. He, you, it's not your fault. No problem. Cut to him back <laughs> at his desk. Every scene ends abruptly in this movie. And the fucking those motherfucking book publishers. And they're like, hey, I know you've your friend just died, but how about that book? Come on, man. We need to know what's going on with Harry Potter. He's uh, writing like a Harry Potter ripoff. Oh, okay. Writing. And then he's just like, look, I am not writing that book. No more books. I didn't sign the contract. <laughs> I did not ask for a retainer, nor did I receive a retainer. No, thank you. Good day to you, sir. And then he hangs up, and then he starts hurling books everywhere. Yeah. Her, he's disgusted. He, His books. Uh, some of them he can't even pick up because he's so exhausted, so he just <laughs> pushes them. He does. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, and then he, he starts thinking of Leah again. 
Oh, this is the first time he does. Oh, uh, okay. Because he goes back to the trash lodge. He's, <laughs> his trash lodge visits are coming closer and closer now. Right. He's, so, he's, he's almost at enlightenment. Yeah. He's just the cusp. And so th- this is the first time he's in the uh, in the trash lodge with Leah. So we're really starting to think that he's going that way. So he comes to, and Emily's standing over and watching him work. It's that scene again where she's <laughs> sitting in the chair in the foreground right of the camera, and he's at the desk in the back it's like she just watches him work and we get the most bizarre scene in a few minutes here and i can't wait to bring up this scene but for now we have emily staring at uh neil who's coming out of a trash lodge uh fucking trip and she's like you like you think you can throw a book about this book throw and she like talks like pushes the the book into neil's chest she, she suddenly is like we're getting divorced i'm leaving i i hate you i i don't know where that came from i don't know why it's probably pill related he's got <laughs> he's ran out of pills so she's gonna right. go find someone else with pills and neil is like i have to talk to my shaman now i'm yeah, I, yeah. i'm gonna lose it yeah so he goes to her and he, he talk, tells her about leah she was the love of my life ew 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 since i was nine years old and then he's like, want to see something cool? And he pulls out that fucking D20. Oh. And she's like, wow, that is really cool. It's a magical day. Oof. That would have been interesting. She actually, she she actually you know how like, it's like, uh, they have shrinks like taking notes. She just wrote a magical day. Yeah, it's very interesting. And then underlined it three times. Three times. That means a lot. And so then. While we're, we've got him talking to the shrink he likes. Emily's back at home, and Emily, as we have mentioned before, is a snitch. Right. So she calls up for his pills. Ar- she'll be a snitch, yeah, especially for pills. But she decides to call up the original psychiatrist that, or psycho, whatever yeah. that uh, Neil was seeing. Doctor Feelgood. Yeah, Doctor Feelgood, because <laughs> she's like, she's like, he's not taking those pills. It was pills. Yeah, right. It had to be pills related. Why she right. was mad at him? That's all she talks about. So of course she's calling Doctor Feelgood to get more. And he's like, I could get you some pills. If you tell me about more about Neil's research, why does he want to know so much about the book? He's constantly in well. No, book. he he wants to know now. He's they're they're obviously monitoring Neil. Yeah, so okay. he is like try is his job was to manipulate Neil and keep him on drugs. I, I love that he's like, I'm hacking in all these secrets and nobody knows about it. But clearly, people know about. Well, it. Well, she I think Emily ratted him out because she was like she, talking about she his, rats him out right here. She, well, she's talking about his research and then it piques his interest. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, shit, we don't want him doing that. I've got a lot of pills here if uh, that research you're about to tell me about is good. And she's like, I'll tell you everything. He's hacking deeper than no one has ever hacked before. He's on to them. And he's just like, you did a good job. You you, you just hear him shake some pills (laughs) into the phone and Emily licks her lips. She's like, yes. (laughs) Cut to Neil taking a nice stroll through the park. Yeah, after after you talk to Doctor Andra, got to get shaman, back to nature, Griff. You got to go to nature because as he's, we, I think he was doing some push-ups. As he's like we, really working out in nature, he was profusely sweating, so that would make sense. Yeah. And he just happens to come across Leah, who's great minds think alike. Faithful findings, faithful. And she's like, he's like, Leah, how are you? Well, I just broke up with Tim. He was just too slow for me. <laughs> uh so I'm available. And he's like, oh, my wife, she's still yeah. alive. But they confess their love. I knew ever since we were eight, oh. we were made for each that, other. That magic. I day. know, too, even though I look 30 years younger than you. Oh, 
So in between them kind of confessing their love, we're getting some intermittent shots. And this was some good <laughs> camera work by Neil, some good editing, because we're realizing this is happening simultaneous. Right. One love grows, another fades. Right. Emily's back at home. Dr. Feelgood must have <laughs> swung by because it was like five minutes between. Yeah. Right. So she, he dropped off a boatload of pills, and Emily's in a bad place. She's thinking about divorce. She's trying to cope with the fact that she needs these pills, and uh, she thinks that she, I think she cheating. feels kind of disgusted that she betrayed Neil. I think she purposely kills herself. I don't think this is an accidental overdose. You, I think so, too. I mean, why else would she be drinking so heavily with it? Right. Because she's got that wine glass. She's got like a gallon wine glass, and she's, it's fucking full. Right. She's going, she knows where she's going. It's the first time in her life she finally... Get some integrity and offs herself. <laughs> and while that's going on, Neil couldn't be bothered. He's found the love. They finally confessed they love each other. So they go, hey, let's go back to that magic mushroom. They From, go all the way out there. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And they return. And they. Uh, this is where I get kind of confused. Okay, yeah. So, I'm so confused they there. find the magic mushroom still there under that tree. Yep. Did you notice there's also the cow skull that moved and watched them? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I meant to put it in the notes, yeah. but uh, oh, yeah. Why, and it's why? been there still for 30 years, never left. And they they find it. They open it up. And then they I thought they, they put the dye back they in. They did. And it, somehow he gets it back. I don't. I have no idea what the continuity of this scene was supposed to be. If it was supposed to be at the end of the movie, if we saw, maybe what happened was they flash forward and then backwards. But I have no clue. But he puts know, it back in like, there. Like and every kind it. of a good D and D session, you're pretty horny at the end of it. Oh, big time! Yeah. So man. he gets up and she's course we've she's every woman in this movie has spaghetti straps, tank tops on. Yep. So he pulls her straps down. Doesn't oh. expose anything. Oh. He pulls them down. So, yeah, you can still see them, like, hovering on her arm, but clearly, yeah, you got a and little then, bit more chest showing because those right. tiny strings are no longer in the way. And did she, like, did she rip his shirt? I don't know. Did he just take it off? He takes it off. He Emily, Emily's the feisty one. Okay. Leah's a little bit more reserved, Demur. you know? Yeah. And so he undoes it and then exposes that breen nip. Yeah, he's got, like, a yellow button-up on, so he starts unbuttoning it. That's all he wears. Exposes it. Mom jeans, button-down shirts. Yeah. He wears a t-shirt one time. Okay. Yeah. And so we get that fucking, you're just mesmerized. He's got a little bit of fucking peck jelly on the nap. Yeah. They, they like, do this weird embrace where he makes sure that his right <laughs> side of his body, it, like, his left side's leaning in for the hug. His right side is just flapping out there so we can see he's that You can at least see him watching the monitor to see that he's in frame. <laughs> and then, like you pointed out, we know they're going to go down to Bone Town because cut to the foot shot, <laughs> shirts drop. Oh, my God. So they fuck right on top of that magic mushroom. And uh, as he's in his pure ecstasy, his love of his life has whooshed back in. He's turned into a 70-year-old man. She has been stuck in a 27-year-old's body. He's like, I've hit the fucking jackpot. Comes home to tell Emily, you know. Yeah, you're, get your fucking shit out of my house. <laughs> your pain-loving ass is leaving. Comes into the bedroom. There she is, dead. And then he kind of pretends to feel off distraught. He's, he's like, he's doing that Joker grin. Was like, no, Emily. He starts whispering to her like, you should know. Well, no, I, what was there it? There was that scene where he screams no, but the sound cuts out. Yes, he's like, very, he's very. mouths like, no. Yeah. No. 
It was very oh tasteful. God. Very tasteful how he did well, that. I don't think he can physically scream. I think, you know, and he forgot to dub it in. So he's he's caressing her very much. Uh, uh, As he's just smiling, thinking about, fuck, he's just massaging yeah. that D20. He's, he's looking around the room like, I'll take that down, I'll take that down. Uh, I'm, I'll switch to this side of the bed and make Leah sleep on that side of the bed because I've now always liked that Now I can finally have side. my... Uh, that, <laughs> the beds that have like the numbers. He's like, oh. you can, you can all be five now. Sleepomatic or yeah. sleep. I forget what that. He loves called. it, and he's just like, <laughs> I haven't watched enough TV. And he stares off, rubbing that fucking D twenty. It's back again magically. Oh yeah, he he's uh he's back at his desk. He texts somebody, Emily. He texts somebody, and then he audibly says into the phone, Emily is dead. Tosses the phone on the desk and then, yeah, just flirts around. But it's like, where did the D20 come but from? But now that he's got all this dead weight out of his life, he's ready to finally, he's reached enlightenment. I, like, I like dead weight. I and like he, how you did that. And he's ready, no to pun intended. Jim's dead. <laughs> Fucking Amy's probably hit the road running because she's going to be suspect for murder. Uh, Allie's just too busy with school. Yeah. So too he's almost got, almost got all, rid of all the dead weight. And he's ready, to, but he's one more trip to his shaman. Yeah. He needs that one last, like, boost of confidence. And she's like, finally, you're, you've reached it. You're ready to go. You're ready to expose the lies that all this corruption. Oh, and that you're, you're dead on. That was the that was the, te- uh, the top off he needed. So he fucking rushes home, I imagine, because he's just home again. Right. This is oh man, he's wearing a different shirt and everything. He's wearing a sleeveless shirt. I have this to... is the, the bizarrest scene. <laughs> is this the way you were talking about? Yes, okay. yes, yes. So this is our classic shot of him working at the desk. It you got the chair in the foreground, uh, but now Leah has taken Emily's place. Right. Adoringly watching <laughs> as he fucking. Has... <laughs> God, I just love this scene so much. He is. <laughs> Can you get it out? I, I can't even get over this scene. It's so weird. Can you do it? Yeah, so he, is, he has a plate of raw spinach with nothing added to it at all. Not even some salt and pepper. And he's just devouring it like and like staring into her eyes like a madman. It's, it's like a fucking turtle eating green. This is the bizarrest scene. For why is it here? And then he places it on top of some papers. Well, while like, like he's a, eating it and chewing it, again, like a fucking turtle, <laughs> he sticks his neck out to grab the leafy greens. And then it cuts to Leah's facial reaction. And she's grinning like, this is great. I'm glad I gave up Tim to date this fucking brain dead idiot. And he, they're both just loving the spinach. Yeah, it's going back and forth, and they're smiling. And then, yeah, he puts the spinach on these files. <laughs> and it falls over, and they're <laughs> such a great, like, pratfall. And so now that now that they've broken the ice and whatever the fuck that scene was for. <laughs> yeah, then he gets deadly serious. <laughs> All the blood returns to his brain. And he's like, look, Emily. I have found... Not Emily. Leah. Leah. Well, fuck you, because you wrote Emily. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. I, I, I wrote Emily, Emily everywhere. Emily, uh, I have gone deeper than any hackers. I am ready now to expose the corruption, national and international. No one knows about this but you and me. And then literally, uh, two seconds later, others have found out. 
Well, you just said nobody knows. Again, we have Neil is fucking insane. And so this next scene, again, no clue, space and time, where, how, <laughs> no, what this is was happening. No, I, I told you before we started uh, recording, this was the, I didn't know what was going on with the scene because we get 10 minutes of the side of Neil's garage. Yeah. It's just like a white stucco finish. And I'm like, what am I looking at? Yeah. <laughs> I literally had no idea what I was looking at. Are they out back in the mountains? I don't know what was going on. And then like it's like for like 15 seconds. Yeah. And then Leah finally walks into frame. We do get a shot of a, a questionable looking gentleman. Yeah, we have gentleman. a nefarious looking guy because he's wearing a ski mask and all black. Yeah. And, but he's white, so it's okay. Yeah, he's probably and, one of the rioters. So, he's Antifa. He's definitely Antifa. Yeah. And he's got the fucking... It's like fucking rubbing alcohol, but it's supposed to be like chloroform. It's isopropyl alcohol. That's why the label was turned, so you couldn't see it. <laughs> and yeah. he's pouring it into... We know what that means. We've seen enough cartoons. Oh, yeah. Pouring it into like a, a rag, and he sneaks up on her, puts it over her mouth. Yeah, uh, it, ta- it takes a little while, and she struggles a little bit, and she... Just so happens that he's wearing like the double pocketed hoodie, not the single pocket, like the zip up hoodie. Right. Uh, and so she knocks a card out of his pocket. It just so happens. And What's up with these pockets and people having them just dangling yeah, out? Every, everything valuable in this movie is dangling <laughs> out of a pocket. Right. It's so ridiculous. And then we get this bizarre scene where Neil is like literally 10 feet away from his front door calling Leah to tell her he's home. Leah. I am home. Again. Why they, won't you pick up? Where are you? I'm worried about you. I'm Leah. getting very I'm worried. outside right now. Outside of our house. He's already referring to it as our house. Did we have some time happen in between <laughs> our last scene with the spinach, the great scene <laughs> where he revealed all the truth? Because they go from that to her walking back into the house. And then him, he was apparently elsewhere too, coming back to the house. Makes no fucking sense. But, yeah, she leaves her purse behind. You have left your purse behind. (laughs) That seems strange. And now I'm realizing, and he finds that card, and he he keeps talking into the voicemail. Her phone is probably in her purse. And even if it were in her pocket, we know how small her pockets are, so it fell out. It definitely fell out. But he's leaving a voicemail just in case the robbers want to, you know, check in or something. He likes to leave a lot of long-winded voicemails with her because he does later, too. He's that guy. Yeah, Yeah. he's definitely that guy. So he's got the card. He's got all the info. It's like, kidnap girl here. Bring her. B, bring her here. C, don't get drunk. (laughs) Don't get drunk. So he goes to the storage facility where she's apparently being held hostage. Yeah. The I love I love how this was set up because it's in the parking lot, and they just got like one of those uh, portable trailer type deals, yeah. and so it's got like that one hinge to open up. Um, I don't know what those are. Called. I don't know how to describe. Doesn't things. matter. Doesn't matter. But the fucking junkie who captured her, it, it, he, once again, the evils of alcohol and drugs, dude. He can't even do his job. Right. I wonder if he took some of that chloroform, chloroform the oh, isopropyl boy. alcohol. He was definitely Hoffman's and yeah. shit. There's a brown paper bag, man. Yeah, okay. And so he's fucked up, and Neil. So Neil's making all kinds of noise. He's like yanking on that fucking. Well, he he picks the guy up and he starts shaking him like a seven year old man could do to uh, anything, and he's telling him, "Where's Leah? Who do you work for?" And he's just like, "I don't, I don't know." I don't even know what happens to this guy. Does Neil punch him? Yes, he punches him and just throws him down. Huh. And then Neil, he, there's no, he's like, give me the key. I don't have any keys. I don't uh, know. Yeah, yeah. 
And then he's like, huh. So he punches him, knocks him out. And then he just stands in front of that door. He's like, I guess I got to do this the hard way. He, call, he calls to Leah, and Leah hears Leah, him. Whatever you do, don't open your eyes, which is good because she's blindfolded. Yeah. And he fucking teleports right through that door. Oh, my God. Was he the shoe man from earlier? Is he? Has he become the shoe man from I earlier? I don't know. Doppel, Dylan Doppelganger? Dylan Doppelganger. Dylan Ganger. I don't know. I don't think we ever will know unless I, we talk to the man himself, yeah, which will never point. happen because we're never going to do another Neil Breen movie. Fuck yeah. But no more Neil. he's like, Leah, I need – he's finally reached enlightenment. He can, he can do Jedi shit now. Yeah. And he's like, I need you to trust me. I'm going to put your blindfold well, – I don't know why he doesn't have to show her this. I don't – He puts the blindfold back on. Maybe because he – it's like she'll be so freaked out it'll fuck up his concentration and they'll get maybe, stuck like maybe, in yeah. the fucking you know. – Or, yeah, maybe maybe they walk into some other plane and he doesn't want her to see that. Maybe. Like, I don't know. It, to us, it looks like one second, but maybe when you cross that threshold – You might be onto something. Smoke. <laughs> So he, they teleport right back through it, and then go home. we don't we don't need to discuss this. Nothing. We just <laughs> Neil's back at yeah. home. Allie's in their home. He's got those deadlines, man. Yeah, Allie is in their home again, which she was told strictly do not come <laughs> over here. But I guess with all the suicide rules are out the window, right? So she's like in their house. Neil's like she's thinking like maybe this can get me in with Neil. She's like. He's got a dead wife. You know, he's probably a little lonely, wants to get out, you know, a little of that frustration. Maybe she's a little – she's a little – maybe oh. she thinks – she Neil doesn't want her because he wants Amy. So she throws her under the bus. Yeah. Oh, I like this. I like this a lot. So, yeah, Amy – or oh, I hate these Allie. names. Allie is there. And Neil, I think, does, like, say, like, you're not supposed to be here. You did. did what yeah. did I tell you? Yeah. And she's like, well, I just wanted you to know that uh, my dad didn't kill himself. And Neil's like, what? You hacked all no, the he, governments? He, no, he, does, he, does, what? <laughs> he does a what there. He it's does like, a what? He's like, what? <laughs> so uh, you would think that this means that he's going to solve the murder or call Amy out. Nope, this is no. just gone. He's got bigger fish to fry. So he's like, well, do what you got to do, and like, go, ushers. Why don't her you out. just go tell the police or something? Don't don't bother me with this. So we get back, like you pointed out, he finally got to buy that bed he always wanted with a leather yeah. headrest. Yep, so it's for a tasteful white leather. And him and Amy both sit at five. It's yeah, posturepedic. Posturepedic. And he he's a, he, she's lying on her stomach, topless. Yep. Like all women sleep. Like all women sleep. And he. <laughs> He takes like five hours to sneak out of this bag. Uh, was he like, was he naked under there and he didn't want to show anything? I don't know because it I, took forever for him to get out of this fucking bed. I don't know. From what we've seen, Neil loves showing off his body. He's very. But while proud. he's in bed, we see fucking Shadow Man, and he starts much like Griff. He starts rifling through shit that's not his property. He's like going through that whole uh, office of yeah. Neil's. I, I don't know what this scene is supposed to mean. Like, I don't know if he's looking for something. I, I don't know if he's trying to help Neil or hurt Neil. I, I feel like he can absorb knowledge super fast. So he's going through. Maybe maybe he's, like, circling things for Neil. Like, you're on the right path that here. That could be, yeah. Like, just trying to speed up his knowledge, you and know? Then, so then he, he disappears. and then Especially if he is the Dylan doppelganger, like we kind of think he is. is. So yeah. the white smoke appears once again. Yeah. And the evil is afoot. 
So Neil like, gets out of bed. He has that premonition. It's it's 6 a.m., so, of course, nobody is awake. It's bright as fuck out, by the way. Like, right. even when he's leaving the house, it's just sun. They are in Arizona, so right. that They're makes sense. Vegas. Vegas, excuse me. Nevada. Wow, wow. Um, look, yeah, they look the same. It's one is gambling. Yeah. <laughs> Illegal horse. And so he gets in his car. Premonition. And, and gives a, another rambling voicemail. Leah. I'm sorry. I know you're distressed that I'm not in bed with you right now. But I promise this is important. We get a nice shot of his pasta and the vo- and, the, and his phone. Did you see that? What's we, that? We, we get a picture of his phone in the kitchen with a thing of pasta. Oh, yeah. All kinds. Angel hair. He's got them all. That's right. He had this artistic, <laughs> it's like potpourri pasta. Yes. Yeah, that, like, was, that was cool. Don't worry. I'll be back. I, there's something I need to do. It's very... Very important. Like, he fills her fucking voicemail up with that shit. Yeah. He could have just said, I, I went out to get some milk. I'll be back. Right. Or left a little note. Hey, love you. See you in a little bit. I got to go out and do some book stuff or something. Even the shaman left a note when she disappeared. You're right. She did. <laughs> so, Mary, they're driving through. He's driving around, and I'm like, man, this shit's starting to look kind of familiar. Uh, where does he head up? Or end up? Well, if you're going to. F- you're looking for enlightenment. You got to go to, and you're in the desert. You got to look for Red Bluff. No shit. We Did learned he, that from Knight Rider. I w- I want to believe there's a scene on the uh, editing floor where he talked to the same Native American that helped uh, Mitch yeah. find it. Not only Not that, Mitch, Griff, he got infrared vision to find it. He got infrared. That's one of his new powers. That's one of his new powers. Teleportation. I wish we had Neil vision. Neil Breen vision for that moment. He's the Red Bluff, and right in front of that Red Bluff is that gold book. The golden ticket. All of knowledge, all of man's knowledge is in that book. Oh, man. And he, I think he, like, screams that. He's like, what do you want me to do? Yeah, he does. Oh. Guide me. And then the book just disappears. And then he just disappears. And he's back at home <laughs> in bed. What day are we? Is it the same day? Has Leah uh, not woken up? She's, that chloroform was froth, man. That put her out for a few days. She is not distraught at all, by the way. We don't even... I think she's dead. We don't see her wake up the rest of the movie. No, we do see her at the very end. We do. But that could be a fantasy. I oh, don't know. you're right. We do. She just kind of like walks up, doesn't she? Yeah. Okay. So oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. both sleeping, and then fucking Doppeldellen shows up again and just bleeds everywhere for some reason. I guess his, his job is done. Yeah. He died for Neil's sins. I don't know what. We just see some feet and blood splattering everywhere. And again, this is like another morning... So we're on the third wake-up scene. Is, is, is it the same day? Is it different days? I don't know. Um, and so, yeah, we get, the, we get the shadowy man, the possible Dylan doppelganger. Are they calling back to that time earlier in the movie when he came home bleeding profusely? Because it's kind of like that. I don't know. I don't know if the doppelganger took his fucking wounds upon himself because Neil's so important. I don't know. But It's I, open I, to interpretation. What I really am disappointed about, and if I ever met Neil Breen... Here's the question I would propose to him. So Leah and and and, and I want to call him Donald now for some reason. <laughs> Leah and Leah and Neil wake up, and Leah's kind of she is a little worried because she looks and on top of her has been placed a little golden tassel. Yeah, like the it would be the end of a graduation cap. Yeah. Yeah. And Neil is just like, it's okay. Our friend came in during the night, bled everywhere, and left this for us. So he knows about the guy. So That was the signal. Yeah. So 
back when they got the original treasure, she wrote, it's a magical day. So here's what I want to ask Neil. What does she write in that notebook? Because we know she has not put anything else in it. What does she write about this day? It's another magical day. It's another magical day. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's the uh, that's the signal. It's that's time. the name of his first book. It's a magical day. I guarantee it. Yeah, but you're yep. right. And so that's the signal to finally release all this knowledge to the world. Stop hoarding it, Neil. Yeah, let it flow. It's a very uh, uh I wanted to say Finding Forrester. For, well, out out of ju- out of the woods. What was the no Steven Seagal movie where he was forest taft? Oh uh, fuck! Out for justice. On dangerous, deadly grounds. Uh, on deadly grounds. Because they had that long speech at the end where he stood up <laughs> yeah, at a podium. I forgot about that, yeah. This is his Stephen Skull uh, 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 on Deadly So Grounds he moment. calls all the media, and they arrive for some reason. They, they, this lunatic from nowhere. He's like in front of like fucking Lincoln Memorial or some yeah. shit like that. If you look for a highlight reel, j- way better way to uh, indulge in these movies. Don't watch them. Just watch <laughs> some of the highlight reels, and you'll you'll get it. But he's standing in front of a green screen, and they have, like, uh, some kind of Washington Monument yeah. behind him. So he's back at a podium. He's got the podium. He's got all, like, everybody came out. All everybody. the fake news media. All seven people in the Jewish-run fake news media. Yes. They're yeah. all there. George Soros is there. All of the fucking people. And apparently he put a call in to all the perpetrators as well yes. of these, dead, he, uh, you know, dastardly deeds. So he's got them all there. All of them. Yeah. And they're they're even going to step up to the mic in a minute. Senators, president of the bank. Yep. Everybody. Corporation guy. Insurance guy. Insurance guy, yeah. They got the fucking Gecko, Geico Gecko. They got Flo. They did have the Geico. It was because of the medical stuff, you know? Right. They had them all. All those evil fucks. All the the fake news. All the... And he goes, this... Dungeon and Dragons 20-sided die contains all the truths. I have this has all the files, all the documents that are going to take down all of the corruption in the world. The bad businessmen. That's all I got. <laughs> the bad politicians, the people that run pizza parlors with child sex rings under them. Epstein didn't kill himself. That's the one truth he lets us all know. Lizard people. And then you see all those scumbag president of the bank senators that are sweating. Yeah, the president of the bank, like, they have all come to terms with it. Jig is up, Griff. Yeah. They come to terms with it, and they step up to the mic, and they're just like, he's right. He's got us (laughs) red-handed. We saw all the information. He took us to the trash lot. All we needed, Griff, was just someone to come up with a Dungeon Dragons die and just say, I have the truth, and we'll all... They'll just fold like, you know. Do you remember Do you remember a while ago, and way off tangent here, um, when there was like a Pepsi commercial where there was rioting happening and yeah. Kylie Jenner or whatever I wish the fuck that, her name I wish, Where was she fucking last week? So <laughs> I saw a video the First other day. First of all, I would get more furious if someone gave me a Pepsi. I'd throw it her fucking face. Yeah. But, yeah. So I guess the other day someone took a video of this, but a guy opened a Pepsi and took it to some of the riot police in you know, one of these cities where we were having – not riot, protests, and offered it to the cop, and the cop refused. <laughs> in wow. fact, I think they even brandished their club. I, I don't think even I would take an open. Yeah, I didn't. I, I was like, some... you should have brought a Coke to that fight because right. right. everyone wants a Coca-Cola. <laughs> right. And so the guy, the lizard people, just fucking fold, and they're like, it's jig is up. That's it. We've even found out. We even get a moment where we see each of them admitting it's up, 
and killing <laughs> themselves. Uniquely killing themselves. Well, a couple different people shoot themselves, yes. but for the most part, <laughs> it is all unique. One shoots himself with Amy's gun, I want to point out. Amy's gun in front, like at the presser, in front of everybody. Right. Oh. He was like a senator. Then we had a Wall Street guy who slit, slit his wrist with a steak knife. Yep, he went Wall, into the bathtub. He was in the bathtub, and he had a fucking bottle of, like, not bottle. He did have a bottle, and he had a glass of, like, whiskey in the soap dish holder. Yep, I like so, that. And then we get a, a, a woman who, probably Planned Parenthood, one of those scams. Yeah. Who, like... Carbon monoxide poisoning in her garage. Yep, that's right. No, that was the that was the black gentleman. No, he takes pills and oh. slowly falls forward Smiling. into into his, his, his steering wheel. Okay, slow as so he hurt himself. So there was two in the car. Yes. Okay, I wasn't okay. Well, one was carbon monoxide, one was pills. And I remember one guy hung um, himself. One guy hung himself. I think it was autoerotic fixation is how he killed himself. Yeah. But I, I, th- I thought there was a guy who stuck a fork in, uh, in an outlet. Guy did that. Put Somebody threw a toaster in a bathtub. Yep. They, a lot of bathtub they, kills. They did everything. <laughs> and so that's it. Problem solved. Hey, well, you do have to point out there's it, it comes to nothing, of course, well, like yeah. most things in this movie. But a man did try to assassinate. Yes. Uh, he was just wearing like green fatigues and he tries to shoot <laughs> Neil. And then somehow he gets shot. He gets shot. Like you hear the gunshot, and you he's at, it, you can tell he's going to say he's assassin because he's on a grassy knoll. Yeah. But yeah, you hear a gunshot. It cuts immediately to Neil, where you think he's going to be bleeding. Dude, fucking the, Neil's got the Matrix. Yeah. He fucking made the bullet go around and hit. And that that could have been it. And so it's like nothing can stop this guy. He's Jesus. He's here to the new age of enlightenment where we're all going to be equal and we're on, you know, we're not going to care about material goods. So his job is done. So now he's earned his rest. Yeah. So him and Leah are going to go back to the fucking forest, back to that tree. But as they're doing it, you're and you hear that, you see that awful CGI of white smoke and Neil like looks off and we're left Griff. The battle between good and evil never stops. Griff. It it's doesn't. a yin yang thing. It doesn't. And but Neil will always be vigilant. He'll always be there for us, oh. and that's what he lets us know. Oh my god! I wow. never want to watch a Neil Breen movie ever again <laughs> in my life. So we're gonna be doing another Neil Breen movie next week. I I mean I guess if people were like that was the best work ever. <laughs> yes, if we get a hundred downloads in the first week. Then we'll do one. Yeah. If not, fuck you. I like that. Tall order and the right. yeah. If you can make that happen. Oh. So I've been I my mind has been so blown this week. I need some good old dumb shit to like come down on. So and we got the perfect movie next week. Because Griff, this movie, it's got music. I like that. It's got martial arts. Love that. And most importantly, it's got friendship and the importance of friendship. Mm. I like friendship. Next week. We're doing the classic Miami Connection. Oh, yeah. I found out. I don't. I, I'm always, as always, I'm never prepared. I don't know the guy's name. He did not direct it, but he did star and write this movie. Okay. We'll know all the deets next week. I'm sorry. I don't know them. But <laughs> I, I, my mind's just been blown from all this knowledge I got yeah. from Neil Breen. Yeah, that's. it's too hard to balance Neil Breen's diet with everything so else. So next week we have some good, clean fun with the Miami Connection, and we'll... As always, keep it warm.